This is the MLW Radio Network. It's time to start your day the right way with front row material. Starring ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeland. But you look good, Jerry Lynn. You look excellent. How do you I feel? I had a good workout today. Nice. So when you say you work out when, you, uh, when you're when you on the road, is it the hotel, I would assume, the hotel gym? Yeah. Do you feel awkward being in the uh, in, a, in a hotel gym? Because it's, it's usually all glass, right? Where you're kind of like a zoo exhibit where people can just like walk by and... No, not this one. This one you look outside the building. Oh. And you're up so, on the 19th floor. So it's okay. Nice. But you've been to those before, those hotels where it's like... Oh, like yeah. That people walk by as if they're going to the, the, the lobby or something and they just kind of stare? Well, I don't think I've ever, ever encountered someone just stopping and staring. But... Well, I did. I thought I saw. Why does that I, surprise me? I thought I saw somebody famous. I was holding my ice bucket. I just kind of stared. I was like, "Well, I don't you know, know if I'm getting." Years and years ago, up in Minneapolis, uh, there was a chain of uh, clubs called. I think it was called Northwest Racket. Okay. I can't remember racquetball clubs or something like that. I like the way you worked in the word chain. By the way, continue. Oh. <laughs> Wait till I get in clutch. Oh, God. Here we go. Um. Anyway, I was working out, and I saw all these people around the entrance area. It was a larger club. And so the upstairs actually had, like, a walking and running track. And then in the middle of it was the workout area with the machine okay. stuff. And so that the, it was a good-sized entrance. This was up on the second floor, I believe. And all kinds of people are standing around with these little notepads and pens. And I'm like wondering, what is going on? And uh, so I was doing, I think, tricep pushdowns. <clears throat> and uh, in the middle of my set, this guy comes over and starts spotting me. And at first, you know, I was could just concentrate. I didn't realize who it was. But then uh, after I was done with the set, we just talked for a couple minutes and about working out and stuff then i realized it was kirby puckett from the minnesota twins you gotta be kidding me and everyone was standing around waiting for him to get done with his workout so they could get his autograph so did kirby did kirby come in to to, to help someone or did he know you or no, heard of you uh i was uh, he was just working out at, at the machine next to me, and he just saw that I was, you know, pushing hard and needed probably – I probably did need a spot for a few extra reps, and he came over and spotted me. So what, what year are we talking here, ballpark range? Gosh, this was in the 90s. It was, you know, I think it was, I was probably maybe the year – I can't remember when he retired and the whole timeline or anything, but it was about the time when the Twins won the World Series. So I believe the Twins won the World Series, gosh, I want to say, was it 93, I want to say? That sounds like it might be right. Um, let, me, let, me, let me look that up here. Twins. But that was my celebrity, can't even talk, celebrity interaction at a gym. Let's see here. 1991. So 1991, okay. so the, yeah. the Twins beat the Braves. So okay. it may have been the year after that or something. So you and Puckett, man. You and Puckett hanging out there. Yeah. Nice. nice so guy. You, you clearly were like, hey, Kirby, right? Or did you say, or did you just act like he was just another guy in the gym? I just acted like he was another guy in the gym. Because I he, felt bad for him because all these people are standing by waiting for him to start heading out the door so they could try and get autographs. Wow. So I didn't even acknowledge that I knew who he was or anything. I just, you know, we were just talking about working out for, you know, a few minutes and then back to our workout. You should have told him, you should have said, you know, I don't know if you realize this, uh, 
But uh, I'm Jerry Lynn. And you see all those people out there? They're waiting for me to get done. I know they're wearing I know they're wearing twins outfits and hats and all that kind of stuff, but that doesn't mean anything. They know I'm from I'm from this area. Right. Yeah. Did you hear the lightning kid? Yeah. Well, we got a few going. If you realize that. Yeah. I'm sure he would have been really impressed. Uh-huh. And then I would have had to hit him with that's Kirby Hancock. <laughs> oh my god. No. Oh, I got another celebrity. Oh, it wasn't uh, a workout, though, in a gym. We were, we, I don't know which promoter landed a small wrestling show. I don't know how many matches we had. I can't remember. But uh, it was after the the women's NBA game in Minneapolis. I forgot the name of the team now. Gosh, it was a long time ago. It was at the Target Center. And so right after the game... We were we went and wrestled, but so when we're waiting for the game to get over, and they they already had the ring set up on this platform, and they were just going to wheel it out onto the floor. <clears throat> um, KG pulls up, and is this this sports car had to be it looked like it was like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Pulls gotcha. up inside parking because there's a a gym in the Target Center. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they had their own training place too, but uh, I, was it a Lifetime Fitness maybe? But uh, so he pulls in, gets out, and hands a valet his keys, and then heads to the workout. So <clears throat> I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for him to come back, and I'm in my wrestling gear waiting. Cause I think the show may have started, and I see him come back out, and. They pulled his car up, I think, right before he came back out. So I knew he was getting ready to come back out. So I had a dollar in my hand. And when he started walking to his car, I started running over there. I wanted to hand him a dollar and say, thank you, and hop in his car. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Like he was the valet. But as I was jogging over there, some security dude stops me dead in my tracks. And KG saw it. He said, no, it's cool. And so he just, you know, obviously I didn't look normal since I'm in my wrestling gear. So he asked me, you know, what was going on and blah, blah, blah. So we just, so we talked for a few minutes there and he was asking about the wrestling and stuff. So, so what, what year was this roughly? Would you say, was this, was this Nitro? Was this when you were WCW? It was probably either, I think it was right before then. Because I still lived in Minneapolis. And so I, this was an ECW show? No, no, it was just the indie show. One, oh, Motor got the deal to have okay. some wrestling right after the basketball game. Gotcha. But that security guy ruined my rib. Rick. I actually wasn't going to hop in the car. I was going to pretend like I was going to, but maybe right. he saved my life. <laughs> Is he a big dude in person? Tall, yeah. Yeah, a lot of basketball players are tall. I think it's a yeah, prerequisite. Really, you think? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I feel when like I you... worked at a bar downtown, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, gosh, I'm brain farting his name now. Minute Bowl? No. Oh, God, this is going to drive me nuts. Is he a basketball player? Yes. Huge guy. Shaquille just... O'Neal? No. Before Shaquille's, no, maybe around the same time. Patrick but... Ewing? Yes. Patrick Ewing came in. See, look at this. I can play this game. I could not believe the size of him. He's monstrous, yeah. Not just the height, but his girth. I mean, he was built. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back this up. What? You just talked about Patrick Ewing, right? And you said, I couldn't believe his size and all that, but it was his girth. I here's his his, Will you stop? You're always going right to the gutter. Jerry Lynn, I'm just I'm just using your words. No, okay, oh. so you were impressed with Patrick Ewing's girth. Continue. Never mind. <laughs> so he walks into a bar. Yeah. So Patrick Ewing walks into a bar and Jerry All Lynn right, says, Hey, line? how about that girth? Is <laughs> oh, that the way the story's gonna end? I that's it. That's uh-huh. all there is. <laughs>
You know what they say about those X Division guys? Uh, no, uh, I don't. You keep no. saying that. Uh, Christopher yeah. Daniels will tell you. Mm. So, so you met Patrick Ewing. So you actually met him. Met him, or was it just a a passing? Isn't like two. That was just the a night. passing. I didn't want to bother him. Did you say hi or no? Because you only came up to his knees, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, I don't even think he saw me. Right. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I don't think there's any other run ins. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as you're thinking about that, I have a question to pose to you. What? So has anybody, not fans, because we're all we're all fucking tool bags when it comes to that. If we see you at if a wrestling fan sees a wrestler at, I don't even care what it is, a dairy queen. In, we're lactose intolerant. We don't give a shit. We'll go in there just to be around them. Okay. But anyway. The point is, um, has any celebrity ever recognized you? Because I, I th- was it Mikey who was telling the story, or maybe it was Blue Meanie who was telling the story, but he was at some – might have been – God, this is terrible. Um, oh, yeah, see. well. There was a convention, and then all of a sudden somebody noticed somebody. It was an actor. Oh, it was, it was Nicolas Cage. Who was telling me the Nicolas Cage story? That was probably Mikey. So evidently Nick Cage is a big Mikey Whipwreck fan. Who would have guessed? I know. Yeah. Well, when in ECW, we're at a venue. We're right next door. I can't, I don't remember if the buildings were connected or not, but there was a Limp Biscuit concert. Yes. With, uh, um, oh gosh. Patrick oh. Ewing? <laughs> no. Oh, Pam keeps telling me I need to take some memory stuff. All right, so let's try I, this again. So who is it? Is it another musician or is it? Uh, yeah, a couple more groups. It was a System of a Down. That's okay. right. And Method Man. Okay. And uh, I can't remember who, but someone came up to me and said, uh, uh, do you know who Method Man is? I go, yeah. They go, well, he wants to meet you. He's a big fan of yours. I was like, really? Oh, nice. So... Went and chatted with him for a little bit and then ended up meeting uh, Limp Biscuit and System of a Down. And that was before System of a Down got their really big push, but they were really cool guys. So how does a conversation with uh, with Method Man's actually start? So I'm going to set the, the stage here. I Method don't know. Man I don't remember a, it. He was, it's it a big was... Mr. JL fan. And he's like, man, love that stuff you do. And and then you come back with, yeah. What? Fill in the blank. I can't remember what the conversation was. But it was, you know. It was Jerry, nice. the whole point of telling a story I, oh, is having a story. That's <laughs> it. All I got is girth. <laughs> and Patrick Ewing in a bar. Well, you got a lot of girth, so you're going to be perfect for the uh, the oh, new match geez. we created, Hell in a Stall. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Do you remember this? Do you remember the stipulation of that match? Yeah, you have to bring a long screwdriver. <laughs> it's 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 the winner has to pull the other person's pants down first and make them eat a urinal cake. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. That's pull the stip right there. That's the pull your pants down match. <laughs> oh my gosh. So did I tell you what I did? I can't remember what I told you. I have this Exxon mobile app on my phone. Okay. So I can pull into any Exxon gas station, bring it up on my phone, activate the pump, and I can get out and go start pumping. And it'll pay it automatically. So we were heading up to Murfreesboro, which is about a half-hour drive. And uh, Is this present gone, day? Or, huh? Is this present day? Is yes. like recently? This okay. was like... Set, Two days ago. Gotcha. Three days ago. Okay. Continue. Um, so we stop and gas up before we get on the interstate. And as we're heading, I set the phone on top of the car. So you know where this is going. And I, as I'm doing it, because I, I set the phone on top of the car and then go to turn on the gas pump and mm-hmm. start feeling up. And as I set it up there, I even tell myself, now, don't forget your phone is on the roof. Well, as soon as I start the gas, Pam wants me to take out the garbage that's in the car. So now 
I'm done. <laughs> I don't even remember my phones on the car. So as we're getting on the interstate, right at the end of the entrance ramp, I hear something. We, we all hear something. And Pam goes, what was that? I said, I don't know. I said, there's nothing in the road to hit. And we just kept on going. So we're at the store and I, I got to bring up this uh, coupon on my phone. And I don't have my phone on me. I said, oh, can you bring it up on yours? I left my phone in the car. So she does. We get in the car. I look for my phone. I can't find it. And I know right away. I said, the phone fell off the car. That's what the sound was. So now I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. And so Pam looks up the uh, Find My Phone app on hers. Smart. And popped up on there. It was still working. So we still have a, <laughs> a half-hour drive home. So we get off the interstate, go over the bridge, come back on the interstate, and we're slowly driving on the shoulder. And she's looking at her phone, and it's showing where we're at and where the phone is at. And the phone, <clears throat> and I'm telling her, it looks like it's before this. There's a little bridge for a creek. I said, okay. it's before that. And she says, well, keep going, keep going. I said, we're over the bridge. She goes, yeah, it's back there. So now we got to drive five miles to the next exit again to no. do a UE to come back and do no. it all over again. Yeah. You just hold on. You just didn't jump out of the car and say, wait, no. I'll be back. No. So, and, and it was just too dangerous to pull over where we're at because of that little bridge. There was hardly, you know, not a safe distance for a shoulder. So we come around again. This time we park on the shoulder of the entrance ramp and we walk down to the interstate. And she's looking at her phone and she and she says, yeah, it's over there in the median. So I go running across the interstate, hop the little metal rail, and I'm walking through these weeds and dead trees and bushes. Dead bodies? Huh? Dead bodies, probably. Well, you never know. And I'm hoping I'm not walking through poison ivy because I'm in shorts. So I'm looking a while. I... And I'm on the other side, I'm on the inside of the rail and I'm looking over the rail to see if the phone was along there. Cause if it slid across the interstate, maybe it hit the rail and wouldn't go into the grass. <clears throat> well, before I know it, some big truck is pulling this huge boat and must be doing 80 miles an hour in the fast lane. And it felt like it missed my head by about a foot. I'm oh sure it was six feet or so, but still it scared the right. crap out of me. And after that, I was like, I was just about done. And Pam signaling me. She stayed over on the other side on the shoulder. And she's signaling me, let's get out of here. It's gone. So I turn around and I'm walking. And I'm the whole time I'm walking back, I'm looking down. And sure enough, I find the phone. And the, the glasses, the, the case isn't even on it anymore. And the glasses shattered on the front and back of it. So I had to go buy a new phone, which was... Uh, hell on earth because it took three hours so was all your stuff like uploaded to the cloud or something so you didn't lose anything or no it was well i don't even know or the sd card or pam says that she says do you have your phone sets where it will automatically upload you know re-upload everything to or what is it update it to the cloud or whatever and i said right. I don't know. i don't know how to do that stuff i didn't even know you had to do that Jerry Lynn's like, what do you mean what cloud? <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, so I had to go get a new phone. And we just got done paying off her phone last month. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. But buying a phone is worse than buying a car. Oh, I believe it. it I, I've terrible. So what did you end up getting? I had the eight and I figured, well, I'll, she looked online and they, they had specials on the 11s. So I got an 11. So, and I, you know, I figured may as well, cause maybe pretty soon they're going to start slowing down the eights to make you buy an upgrade anyway. But they banged you for that one pretty hard there, Jerry Lynn. <laughs> yeah. first, you, first you lose the phone and they, they bang you for another one. Wow. Just the whole experience was horrible. My God, they didn't even they use the lube. Waste the first 45 minutes trying to upsell you with their bundle with your cable and everything. It's like, no, I just want a new phone. You could have looked at him and went, you know what? I met Kirby Puckett. 
<laughs> and I've seen. And Don't I've seen you pa- even? Stop. And I've seen Patrick Ewing's girth. <laughs> so I'm telling you right now, let's cut the shit. Just give me the phone. We all go home happy. Yeah, that'll really intimidate him. <laughs> Do you know I'm friends with Method Man? <laughs> System of a Down. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, sure you are. Oh, you're going to hell for that one. I already got season tickets. Oh. I got a one-way ticket, my friend, and oh, getting reversed. I was already there when I bought my phone. I don't so know you, how I escaped. But you're happy with it, though. It's it's a new one. You're happy it's with it. Taking some getting used to because you don't have the home button anymore. And I just right. swipe up and then right. and it's got the facial recognition. Right. So... I'm still getting used to it. So you got the uh, you got the the iPhone 11. What's the newest one? Is it the 11? I don't know. I heard there's a. Did they come out with a 12 this year? It's a good question. I wouldn't know. I'm prepaid. So. Or, and then I heard there's a XR. What the heck's an XR? Is that a 10 upgrade? So, I don't know. There's so many different phones. Once again, you're talking to me. I I don't have any of that. Yeah. I know. I never can FaceTime you. No, we can't. I, I remember several times you're like, hold, let me, let, I tell you what, let me hang up. I'm going to FaceTime you from my backyard. And then by the time I try to get the words out, I have pre hung up on me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this poor man's going to like think he's going to talk to me and I can't. Oh my God. And then I call I bar- you. I, oh, I barely have text message. And I say, you don't have FaceTime, loser. Oh, I know. And you completely shame me for that, too. That's fine. I phone shame you. You phone shame me. You're like, hey, look at my backyard. Jerry, I can't. You can't? What's wrong with you? I would be concerned. Pam and Annabelle phone shame me for years. I still had the four, iPhone four, and they were already up to the 6S or whatever. And they would just give me off. They would rag on me all the time. Well, I thought, didn't you have the Motorola Razor at one point? Weren't you a razor guy? I only guy? had that about three days, two or three days, because it was the middle of winter, and I loved that phone. And you went to the gas station again, right? No. I had it in, in the pocket of my winter coat, which hung low. It was a longer coat. I bet it did. And I slammed the door shut, the car door on it. When I got into the car, I didn't realize my coat was hanging down. And I slammed the car door on it, and it cut it in half. Oh. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. Y- your phone was in your coat pocket. What, yeah, were you, like one of these, yeah, one of these sting trench coats? No, not that long. Okay. Like a medium. So, okay, so you have a medium trench coat. Medium. You go to close the door. Yeah. Your trench, or whatever it is that you're wearing, your burlap jacket gets caught in the door, right? The door yeah. shuts. Yeah. The phone oh, is now in shut. it bounced back open. It hit the phone so hard. But the phone was now in two pieces. Yes. You I don't know. I know I'm say. bad luck with phones. So that's why I don't wear a watch. I anytime I've had a watch in the past, I always bump it on stuff and break them. So I don't even wear a watch. Well, if we have a phone, you don't need a watch now anyway, but yeah, Yeah, I'm kind of clumsy. This is interesting. This is so fascinating. (laughs) I can see you're kidding. (laughs) Folks, this is riveting information here. (laughs) Superstar Jerry Lynn is telling us about why he doesn't wear a watch and things that make you go, hmm. Oh, they very much make me go, hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. The only one that made you go, hmm, was the girth state. Oh, that. Okay. That's enough. I don't you have girth envy. Uh, you're the one who's talking about Patrick Ewing and Kirby Puckett. Hello. Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. System of a down. Yeah. Yep. So let me ask you about your hotel room here. So are you in a suite? Are you in a, just a regular room? What do you got Actually, here? Actually, get this. Because <laughs> I always only see the headboard. I never get to. Uh, I'm actually in a handicap room. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a lot more spacious. I kind of like it. It's a lot more spacious. The bathroom's bigger. Everything's. Hold on a second. No extra furniture. See, 
<laughs> so okay, so how does th- how does that all go down? How like? Here, I'll show you. Are you typically in a? Uh, okay, Here's in a, That's a nice room. Yeah. See so how space? No extra furniture. Right. And then. <laughs> Here's the bathroom. It's even got the, uh, the oh, it's seat. got the oh, it's got the yeah. You can fold the seat down. You got the handheld spray. You oh, get those hard to reach areas. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Are are those complimentary uh, uh, shampoos? What is that? That looks really nice. Or is that yours? No, that's theirs. Oh, that is nice. Those that's aren't like little fun size ones. Oh, look at you. Oh gosh. Here's my uh, Sonic Care. And my tongue scraper. There you go. Yeah. Yep. What do you get to talk about, Mike, when you talk to uh, wrestling superstars? Well, I got to see their tongue scraper and their uh, water pick, which there I thought was pretty cool. Big handicap oh. bathroom. So there is the handicap yep. stall. Yes. The only thing missing is the screwdriver. That's right. Man, and the, that's uh, a... the breath mint. <laughs> oh my God. He went there. The breath mint. Oh my god! So the 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 pillows or pillows. Yes. Um, are they are they um, are they the feather? <clears throat> yes. Or I love feather pillows. Yeah, but I got to use two because they gets flattened too much. Yeah. Got to support my neck. Yeah, I I have um. My wife likes the more traditional uh, pillows, which I don't know if it's just the stuffing or whatever. But memory foam, yeah. And I, but uh, I go with the well, I go with the feather pillows as well. And no. well, the weirdest thing was they're little brown feathers, which I don't know what bird they're using to make these things. But I look like a bird. I look like I got intimate with an owl one night because I must have been flopping around a whole lot because I move in my sleep. And I guess there was a little slight tear. And all these brown feathers started coming out. So I get up the next morning and I thought there was an animal in the room. So <laughs> I had no idea that it was just me tossing and turning on my feather fe- feather pillow. Did you dream you ate an owl in your sleep? No, no I didn't. I, I had no dreams of animals whatsoever. Maybe you were burping up feathers. I could have been. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. I choked down them bones. So we gonna talk about wrestling? Yeah, we are. We we definitely gonna talk about it. Tell you what, if this first thirty minutes hasn't been riveting enough for you listeners, I tell you. Oh, what, I know. Right. Hang up because uh, the next thirty is probably not gonna be any better. So I'm gonna save you some time. All right, here we go. You're supposed to talk the show up. Yeah. Right. Next segment, we're gonna find out what kind of toothpaste Jerry uses. Okay. So. I put some questions out on so- social media <laughs> and Mikey answered his questions when we, uh, when we recorded. Now I'm going to ask you, so we may have addressed this already, but Mike Cook from the Mike World Order, um, he writes in. That's the same mind. initials as your shirt. This is true. Yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> He writes in, Dear Jerry and Mikey, I have one question. Was there, has there been ever an ideal arena you always wanted to perform in? Um, and if there was, uh, which opponent would you choose? So, my gosh, they get specific. They do. Yeah. Wow. Well, there was this bar. <clears throat> which one? I've wrestled in a lot of bars. Wait a minute. Were you ever part of uh, Shotgun Saturday Night? Did you ever do that? I think I did. I think I And that was in a bar. Oh, maybe I... God, I can't... Shotgun Saturday Night, I believe, was from Times Square. It it was the WWF had, uh, I guess, like a a nightclub or something like that. Oh, the restaurant? Yeah. And then they did Shotgun Saturday Night. Live interview for a Judgment Day pay-per-view there. Oh, I saw that. Yes. We could always relive that if you'd like, because that was a very intense one. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Still trying to recover from the whole, I'm going to rip your trachea out and gouge your eyeballs. I got this image of you being Michael Landon, and then all of a sudden you cut this promo where you're like, (laughs) Well, Kid Cash. 
did uh did I give you a panic attack? You did. Okay. You got you, you gave me the oh feeling in my belly. Um I hope so the lower abdominal area. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> this is getting so all bad. <laughs> Oh my god. So okay, give me give me the arena. Give me an arena. Specific arena. Okay, I never got to wrestle in uh Madison Square Garden. That was Madison like, Square Garden. I was there, but I had to just sit in the back and watch. So who was who was the company you were working for at the time? WWF. Nice. And who got a okay, let me ask you this. You're not gonna have to date names, but have you ever been like they are on the show and I'm not? Be honest. Have you ever thought about that? Like what? really? When when you're oh, backstage and you're oh. not on the show, you think to yourself, they're on the show and I'm not? Probably. Come on. Yeah. But you know what really used to not really get me mad, but I it was just sort of like one of those really where I never got to even wrestle on a pay-per-view for WWF, let alone WrestleMania. But Snooki got to be on WrestleMania. And I'm yeah. like, really? Well, she's she has a pretty impressive poof. And uh I could have had a poof when I had long hair. You could have had a poof. You're right. Yeah. It'd have been could a have poof, but it would have been a poof. Oh, God. So Madison Square Garden uh didn't happen. You wish you would have did. Um was it a good crowd that night or yeah. Nice. And usually their shows there were pretty pretty big shows too. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, a lot of cool buildings. <clears throat> you know, I got to wrestle in the old Sportatorium down in Dallas. Well, I would. Uh, that's a big deal. The Von yeah. Erichs place. That's a big there deal. A few times and then, uh, or actually, quite a few times. I forgot about Global. Yeah. Um, oh, was uh, it? what was the other one? Um, oh, the Mid South Coliseum in Memphis. Nice. Um, Olympics. What they call it? Olympic Auditorium in L.A. Okay. What What was the... Um... Oh, there's this really cool, nostalgic building in St. Gerardo, Missouri, called the Arena. And I, uh, the Poffos ran there when they had their own territory. I'm trying to think, where else? What are the cool buildings? A lot of cool buildings over the years. Mikey told a story about, I guess, when he was in EC, was it ECW? He did um, a promo. St. Gerardo, I'm sorry, Cape Gerardo, Missouri. Go ahead, sorry. Well, I didn't want any. If any yeah, we don't, we don't want to give any misinformation about that. I'm sure I do it all the time. Cape Gerardo. Okay, is it Cape <clears throat> Gerardo in a song for whatever reason? I feel like Cape that Gerardo. Cape Fear. Was that a Robert De Niro movie? Yeah, come out, come out wherever you are. Okay, so um, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. There's not a real good segue. Um, oh, yeah. So Vitamin J writes in. He says, "Dear Jerry and Mikey, I know there have been some great rivers out there in the past. Um, any stories about any memorable receipts that you gave back?" Um. Didn't I tell you about when I shaved the eyebrow? Or no? No, I don't believe we ever talked about you Any shaving someone's w eyebrow. Yeah. Who, who? A couple friends from Minneapolis, local wrestlers, they came to a, a weekend loop to ECW. And uh, the one guy, severe, severe diabetic, shouldn't even be drinking. <clears throat> Well, oh, he, <laughs> I love how diabetes drinking. Oh my gosh. We're, we're going to get to the eyebrow part pretty soon. Okay. Well, he showed up with a shirt. It was like a homemade shirt with the iron on letters that says, I hot. Ah, lovely. Who shows up job? you know trying to get a job wearing something like that anyway <clears throat> so after the show we all find a bar to go party at so as soon as we get there right away 
he's doing shots of Jägermeister and stuff. And he, meanwhile, you know, keep in mind, he shouldn't even be drinking, period. Right. And uh, so after the first bar, I think we found an after hours club. And right as we're walking in the door, no, it was when we walked in the door. And there was a wall around the dance floor with a couple openings. And I'll get to that in a minute but he finds the shadiest character he could find and walks outside with him. So I don't know what he's, you know, what kind of uh, Scooby snacks he's buying from this guy or what he's doing. Anyway, he comes back in and he's treating the girls in the ECW company over there like crap. He's just being rude to them and stuff. And then he ends up standing by the dance floor, by the opening, hitting on all these girls that he doesn't even know and i'm just waiting for a you know bunch of uh, guys that are those girls men to come over and start fighting with us and stuff so we i we had tried to tell him to you know cool it and settle down anyway so it's time to go because we have to head to the airport in like an hour so we all said you know we t- we told him i said we're, we're leaving because he was still hanging out by the dance floor and he, he didn't want to leave so we're like all right stay so we we just walked out the bar and we're heading down the sidewalk to the hotel well we didn't get a half a block and he comes running so uh someone offers him a xanax when we get <laughs> on the way he's like, oh sure so <laughs> He takes a Xanax, so of course I know the minute we get back, he's going to be passed out. So sure enough, we get back to the hotel, and I go to their room, and he's passed out. I think there's a bunch of us, a few of us there in their room. And I told his buddy, I said, okay, give me your razor. And so <laughs> while he was passed out, I shaved his eye, one, just one eyebrow. You don't shave them both, just one. And uh, I told everyone, do not tell him when he when you guys wake him up to go to the airport. Do not say a word. And so I found out later, it, it took him three days at home. He never knew until his mom finally said something three days later about missing an eyebrow. <laughs> so, and but, and you, d- you did this with a Bic? Yeah. He didn't feel any tugging? No, or he was out cold i mean he'd been drinking so much and then took a xanax and but uh forever he thought it was sandman who did it and then till it was years later maybe five or seven years later someone stooged me off and he found out it was me well no one would ever suspect it would be you because well he had it coming though he was being a real butthole well you, you be a butthole, you lose an eyebrow. That's the way it works. How long does it take probably for an eyebrow to grow back? Oh, I would imagine same as a mustache, just a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a long couple weeks. I mean, so, do, do you have to paint it on or what do you, we, we, did he have dark brown hair where it was? Like, no, I think he had blonde hair. Okay. Or maybe dishwater blonde. But okay. uh, I would think what you do is shave your other one off too. So it matches. I don't know. Well, that's why I wonder why people don't do – well, obviously you wouldn't do both because no. the whole goal is to make it look awkward. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So it, would that you say – one of my receipts. It was just would, being obnoxious and being a jerk. Would you say the eyebrow is probably the most common when it comes to – because I, I've heard a lot of stories about the eyebrows. Well, I know I've told you before we've done – X-Pac and I did itching powder in someone's underwear while they were out wrestling. Where do you where do you get the itching powder? I mean, that's oh, you could probably get it at Spencer's or any place that sells novelty gifts. And you just shake it in their jockey shorts. Yep. And they don't even realize that they've got fucking cake flour in their underwear. Well, they realize it a little bit after a little bit because you see them walking around scratching and itching, and and we heard he when he got home he went to the doctor thought he may have had an STD or something. No. Yes. <laughs> Wow, the guy thought he had a case of the herps. Oh, my God. But he was That's... the same guy. We put an open can of sardines underneath his driver's seat. 
Well, you know what? That's not that bad because I've heard of the whole pooping in people's bags. Well, or, yeah, I or I putting like padlocks on their who stuff. Who wants to even handle poop? I don't even want no. to. Handle. No, not good. But what else? Oh, I told you we put uh, Limburger cheese on someone's engine block in the middle of winter. Yes, you mentioned that one. Yeah, that one. And then you know, there's ones where people will super glue someone's wrestling boots to the ceiling or what else but that's not a cheap item i mean that's expensive if it if it wow scrape the ceiling tile off or whatever what else do they do Ooh, a mean one is uh breaking toothpicks off in your door locks in your car rental that's a mean one I can't believe I'm talking to Jerry Lynn. I can't believe it. I haven't done all these. I've just heard about them. Uh huh. You haven't participated. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's fun though. It's, it's it sounds like it was a good time. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Sure. Right. <laughs> Let's go on to another question here. Let's all right. See here. Good God. Note to self: Don't don't share a hotel room with Jerry Lynn. No. <laughs> That's fine with me. My fucking shoes are going to be glued to the ceiling. I'm going to lose an eyebrow. My God. I'll be scratching my dick like I've got some type of illness. How was your night last night with Jerry? Oh, it was fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got an itchy fruit cup. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't even know if I'll get as far as fruit cup. I'll go with like a Sam's Club sample. All right. Let's see here. Let's see here. Who else wrote in? Okay, this is from Pirate Scum Gaming. So we asked this question to Mikey earlier. We're going to ask this to you. So obviously you're going to name, preferably you could name someone. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to. Who could hold hold their alcohol the best at ECW? And who was probably a one margarita and they're done? Well, the best would probably be Sandman. Mikey had mentioned Sandman definitely could um, do it. The worst one and done would probably be Francine. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's maybe not necessarily unexpected. No, while well, she's tiny, you know. I was going to say she weighed like sixty-five pounds. So yeah, I mean, so it wouldn't take much. And cough syrup would probably, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. It's all they say. Alcohol is all relative to your weight as well. All it's all proportion. So if you're a thin yeah. person like she is. Yeah, not a problem. Me, I could drink a quart and I'm just, you know. It's all relative to your girth. (laughs) I wish it was. (laughs) I wish it was. By the way, if you're ever curious about, uh, you know, I don't think it would be covered by anyone's health insurance, but to get cosmetic surgery down there, um, they actually have videos on that. uh, Nope, not curious. Wow. Wow. Nope. Just saying, just thought I'd throw it out there. Is there um, for it? <laughs> does my what? I said, is there Botox for it? Take all the wrinkles out. <laughs> I can't. I, I. Oh my god. You're a mess. You're a mess, Jerry Lynn. Uh, um, all right. So here's a question we asked. We asked Mikey. So the question was. Before he became Mikey Whipwreck, if that had not happened, let's say history did not have that. And we all know from prior episodes that that was a rib on another um, promoter that was in the Northeast, and that was Paul's idea. Mikey said he was supposed to be, and I'm not going to get this straight, but like Turbo, Thundercop, Ninja Turtle, whatever. He was supposed to be like all these weird colors and whatever, like tie-dye, not tie-dye, but neon, right? Neon, Thundercop, whatever you want to call it. Lieutenant Angle at a rave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much so. So what would what what was an idea you had before you just stuck with your with your regular name? Was there an idea that you might have had for a name? No. You Maybe never my career? What's that? I mean early? Yeah, early, like when, when no. you were tra- training with Brad, was there anything where they were saying, hey, guys, it's time to start thinking about what your personality is going to be? I couldn't think of a gimmick or an, a showbiz name. I couldn't. 
I don't know why. But. They go around the they go around the room one night and they say, "What are you gonna be? What are you gonna be?" And the guy that ends up becoming world champion says, "Well, I'm just gonna stay myself," and it worked. There well, you go. Like that guy in East Tennessee. What's your gimmick? I go, "Well, I just go out and I wrestle." That was it. <laughs> that was it. That I was BSing him, and I said, "No, go and I wrestle." And then you had our, our good buddy, Mr. Chris Candido, no gimmicks needed. Yep. So do you think gimmicks nowadays serve the same purpose as they did in the 80s and the 90s? Or do you think more people are now going either by maybe not their real life name or, or as you like to call it, their, their birth government name? God, I, I love that conversation. I Wait a minute. Vince McMahon don't own your name. That's your birth name. That's yeah. your government name. So that well, you did, you did. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, not, not surprised. So what do you think more people go now by just another typical name? Like, a, you know, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, some derivation of what they are or whatever. Um, more entertaining than uh, Ken Anderson. No, I don't mean Mr. Anderson. No, I know what you mean. No, it was, oh, a guy I used to work with. His name was Ken Smith, Kenneth Smith. And then when I first met him, I go, yeah, right. <laughs> I go, sure, that's your real name. What are you running from? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Kenneth Smith. Like, for me personally, when I look at more gimmicky things, I think it has to be a special person. Would you agree? For example, Luchasaurus. That works well for him. Yeah. I love that. Do I think everybody necessarily could pull that off? No, I do not. I think certain people yeah. would be. And a what lot do you of people try gimmicks that don't work. You know, you just got to keep trying. It's like, you know, I got to keep throwing something against the wall until you see what sticks. Good call. Good call. Let's go on to another question here. I feel like Larry King. George in Boston, you're on. Let's see here. Let's see here. Um, okay, so here's a question from Christopher Butt. He is a good friend north of the border. He says, any weird, crazy ECW fan interactions? So we may have kind of touched upon this at one point. Either you're, you're done with the show and you're somewhere and somebody says something or comes up to you or... Huh. Huh. Let's see. I mean, you heard the story about Mikey when he was Christmas shopping at the mall, didn't you? And some guy got in his face and said he was pissed because he didn't beat Steve Austin. And then he said, because you didn't beat him, I'm going to beat your ass now. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to think if I did have anything like that. I don't think I had anyone really threaten me. Well, maybe not even threatened. Maybe just kind of awkward. Like, okay. There was a guy in Chicago. After the show, we'd always have to go to this little Italian restaurant bar to go get paid. And then everyone would, you know, eat and drink there. And some fan came up to me. He was an ECW fan. He was a big Raven fan. But he was just starting to get on my nerves. And so I got up and I just walked to another room. <laughs> actually I think it was yeah I think it was into the dining area and started talking with some other wrestlers and stuff and he came over and started annoying me again and he kept saying what about Raven what about Ray I was like Ugh. and then I walked away again and then finally I walked to the other end of the bar and finally his buddy went and stopped him but he was just really I don't know. I don't know what his deal was. I don't know if he was trying to start a fight or what the deal was. That's got to be a double-edged sword. In one way, it's kind of cool to be known for doing something you love. But then on the flip side, it's got to be weird also because anywhere you go, you're technically not a stranger. So it's kind of like eh, they all kind of know you. Do you know what I mean? Well, luckily, I never got pushed to that superstar level. So I... I but, a lot of anonymity. 
I don't know. I, I think that that may only exist in your mind. No, I, I, I think there's a lot of people who probably cut the hair that really throws everyone off when you got, when you cut your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't go Shawn Michaels on us. Okay. That crap's not going to fly. What bald? Yeah. No, no, thank you. Pamela Lemmy. She says, I, I have an alien shaped head. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just think I probably have some weird scars and crevices from being hit in the head with so much stuff over the years. Yeah, garbage cans and steel chairs, probably on the list of things, probably not to come in contact with your face. Yeah, ringside bell. Yeah, that too. Um, kendo sticks. Chunks of... T- I'm trying to think what else did I You're, got. Hold on, you, it, you just cut out. You said chunks of what? Tables. Oh, chunks of tables, okay. I thought you said chunks I, of diapers, okay. What else? Have I, I've been hit with so much stuff. Where the hell would you buy a kendo stick? Like right now, if I were to be like, oh, I want to buy a kendo stick, I, where am I going to go? They have martial arts to buy all the kick pads and stuff like that and the training equipment. Interesting. Okay. Next time I want to buy a kendo stick, I'm going to have to go to a, a dojo maybe or a, no, I'm no. sure I could buy them online. You're going tomorrow, aren't you? Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, bu- I'm buying a fucking kendo stick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joining the Steve Blackman fan club. Um, let's see here. We'll do, we'll do one more. The video clip of the guy swinging the nunchucks around and he does um, and knocks himself out cold practically. And he staggers off still swinging. The, yes. I still laugh when I see that. That is so hilarious. That is priceless. Um, all right. So here's an interesting one. Any, any stories about Jamie Dundee? Oh gosh. There's tons of stories. about Jamie. Mikey was telling some stories about, um, Jamie and he said they were really fun to work with. He worked the loop with them and they did tag matches with them. And I forget who he said he tagged with, but, um, yeah, he refed. He actually, when he first started wrestling, he refed one of my matches in Memphis Nice. Was he and Bill, were they close? I don't know if years later they were, but at first, no. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Okay. Interesting. But Jamie was, he was a character. I love Jamie. Was, he is. He's still around. But, uh. PG-13, right? Yeah, yeah. Gosh. I remember watching PG-13 what was that? Um, it was like studio wrestling. It was and it, the TV studio in Memphis. Memphis. I remember watching that. Every Saturday morning, live TV. Yes. Did they, did they cap someone with the hubcap? I don't remember what the hell happened, but it was weird because the ring apron was so low. Oh, that ring was terrible. That was it was it. like, what? Why is it that low? Why are rings have Look, low ring aprons sometimes? It didn't have skirting, did it? No, it, it did not. And then the turnbuckles were, I don't even think there was padding. I think it was just duct tape wrapped over the steel. Why not? Oh, it was horrible. Horrible ring. I'm trying to think who was the, who was the announcer? At the Mid-South Coliseum, too. And the padding, what little padding there was, didn't go over the edge of the apron. And so one time they, the pit bulls came through for just one, a one-time shot. They were traveling across the country and... Cody Michaels and I worked the pit bulls and uh, uh, he went, one of them went to put my head in the apron and he was fine, but I bounced my head off the apron, but there was no padding. So I, I hit nothing but angle iron and busted myself open and gave myself a big goose egg. And then they got pissed at me after the match because the main event was getting color. And so they were mad that I got busted open. I was like, wow, thanks guys. I got one word for that. Dick. <laughs> that fit. Wait, raise that. <laughs> oh my God. You're back. <laughs> Jesus. It never stops. 
Oh. Never stops. But somebody gets mad. Like I get it if yeah, it was an accident. Somebody goes rogue and they, you know, they say, "Hey, you know, we're going to go do this and blah yeah. blah blah." And they don't get it prior approval or don't tell anybody. But when you get hardwayed, especially with a goose egg, that's completely out of your control. Like yeah. they can see that you got a cue ball on your head. Mm-hmm. And then Ridiculous. probably two or three nights. I think it was the next two nights in a row. Because that, that was Monday night. So Tuesday we were in uh, Louisville mm-hmm. at the gardens. And Wednesday we were in Evansville at the Coliseum. But I, it kept get it kept opening up and kept bleeding again during each match. And so I remember wrestling Tom Burton in Louisville the next night. And the ref, I think it was Frank Morelli, he's going, take it home. He's getting blood everywhere. I'm just thinking. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. He, he was about the canvas getting all bloody and my well-being. I, I imagine there's probably some amazing conversations that happen between three people inside that inside oh, yeah. that ring. Oh, yeah. God, that would be so cool just mm-hmm. to hear some of that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you guys are enjoying the fabulous stories of Mr. Jerry Lynn, like you enjoyed tonight and you would like to hear more. Please, by all means, go on over and follow us on Twitter. You can follow Jerry at It's Jerry Lynn. Sounds so you, sarcastic. Like, no, I mean this with all of my sincerity and heart. Um, <laughs> if if you'd like to follow Mikey Whipwreck, you can follow him at Mikey Whipwreck underscore. You can follow the show because we have two fucking Twitter accounts again somehow. Uh, we have at FRM Pod and we have FRM Podcast. So either one is acceptable. Okay. I feel like a, I feel like a teacher. Either answer is acceptable. You can use them both. Just hit all of the above. If you'd like to get some merchandise, also cruise on over to Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, I don't know if they have any sales going on, but if they do, use a coupon. Um, you can also go over to Spreadshirt, which is really the main stop shop for Furrow Material. Yeah. They got all different things. They got the koozies. They got the, the hoodies. They got what? I haven't gotten a mug yet. You got to get a mug. Got to get yourself a mug. The Notorious Pam or something like that. Yes. Going to have to get yourself a mug. So you can go there and get all your stuff as well. Mikey also has recently opened an Etsy store. So go on over and check out the Etsy store. He's got, uh, I guess, baseball cards, which has his likeness or his face on them. I don't think he played baseball. Trading cards, action figures, T-shirts. I don't know. DNA swabs. Um, (laughs) Yeah. COVID swabs. COVID swabs. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. He's got all that there. So that's what you can do. And like I said, go over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review uh, and leave us a, a comment. What was your favorite episode? Do you have a favorite conversation, a favorite discussion? We'd be more than happy to go ahead and read those on the air as well. Jerry, before we <laughs> before we put this bad boy to bed, uh <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to share with our wonderful listening audience before? So what are you going to do once we, once we're done here? What am I going to do? Are you going to like watch TV, watch a movie? Do you go to bed? Like, what do you, you are not supervised. I got all this room for extra activities, you know? Yeah. I don't don't know. Options are endless, my friend. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to run downstairs and grab something to eat. I don't know. It's late though. I shouldn't. At ten. To- yeah. This is what this is what gets it's me about bad. you, Jerry Lynn. This is what gets me. That's bad as chicken parm this late at night. It is. Yeah. No, I can't do that. Remember how much grief you gave me about that ice cream, and now you're thinking about having a four course meal at ten thirty at night. All I've eaten for dinner is a protein bar and a protein cookie. Well, brush your teeth with what yeah. you showed me, and go to bed. I think I will. See. Big day tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. Yes, it is. It's going to be a big day. For everybody else, it's going to be Saturday. It's going to be the weekend because this is the Friday show. So, But, uh, Jerry, have a wonderful day tomorrow. All right. It's going to be a big one, and I'm excited. And uh, yeah, usually I usually I end it really like, we'll catch you next. I, I feel like I've kind of like. I've already climaxed, and now I'm kind of coming back down now. I'm kind of flaccid right. again. Hey, hey, this is a... No, it's not even close to a family show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> We're more like teaching people how to make a family than we are. Oh, wow.
Lord. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. That's going to do it. Enjoy. Once again, follow us on social media. Go ahead and interact with us. Buy some merchandise. And uh, and let us know what your thoughts are on the show. And then we will catch you next week on Front Row Material. The world of NLW Radio never stops. <laughs> <laughs>